This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Janikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 7, Flirting with Disaster. (laughs) Wow. How'd you like this episode today, Desi? Well, I mean, I definitely like certain elements of it. There's still that Matt storyline happening, though, so not a fan of that one. Matt's on 90 Day Fiance yeah. right now. Um, so we begin with a scene of Jane and Robert, her divorce lawyer, making out in her cabriolet convertible in front of the Melrose Place complex in the morning. And he describes morning kisses as decadent. <laughs> Just made I was like, that's gross. I don't like that word. They were up all night fucking. Yeah. And they're still going at it. Like they can't keep their hands off each other. So they're just parked in front of the complex going at it. Do you think that Michael was Jane's first? Yes. And only? Yes. So this is her first new dick. Yeah. She's loving it. I totally think she saved herself for marriage. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty young and they've been together for a while, so. Right. Um, He wants to see the inside of her apartment, but she's got to work. Now, Jane is wearing a light blue pirate blouse with matching pants. It's a cute, it's a cute outfit. It's like periwinkle. Yeah. It's like a (laughs) it's a periwinkle pant set. It's a a good color for her, too, I think. It's very pretty. As she walks into the complex, she can hear music blaring from her apartment. And we know, we already know who's blaring that music. It's her little sister, Sydney. Who's rocking out. She's rocking out at 8.30 a.m. Why? This can only be explained if if she's still up from the night before doing lines in the bathroom. Yeah, it's bizarre. That's why... It's so early in the morning. No one would be rocking out. In my head canon said she was yacked out of her mind. Yeah. So Sydney has had it. I mean, Jane has had it with Sydney. Well, Sydney's... She's not high on cocaine. She's high on fucking Jane over. Yeah. she lo- That's her drug. That is... <laughs> Destroying Jane's life. That is her that is her true drug and her true purpose, at least right now on the show. Jane turns off the music and she's like, Sydney, mm. I need you to pack your shit. Get the fuck out of here. She's gotten kicked out for going to Michael's party. Right. Even though Jane denies that's the reason why, but that's really the reason. That was like the final straw. 
she doesn't really deny it because because Sydney says that and she's like, I gave you a choice. But oh, she, she said that? Yeah, she said something like, I gave you a choice. Because J- Jane had a clear line. You mm. go to the party or don't. Right, because Sydney, I forgot, Sydney had lied to Jane. Yes. And said she was working at a restaurant. That's right. So this is it. Jane is like, get out of here, pack your shit and leave. I don't care where you go. You can't stay here. At D&D, Amanda looks longingly at a picture of Jake. Mm. And then Allison comes into the office. She's wearing one of her ugliest blouses yet. Is this the map one? Or Was that's it a, a map? Could, I have a picture of it. It is. There's a there's a few ugly blouses. This there. was like legendarily ugly. This was ugly even for Allison. Here's a picture of it. It is like I can't even describe it. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> see the sleeves are maps. They're so maps. Have, yeah, look at the sleeves. They're maps. Oh, and then it has a contrasting black spi- black and white spiral. The black and white spiral was big in the night. It was. It was really big. <laughs> but the contrast on this shirt is hideous. Yeah. It is disgusting because it's like pastel-y uh, colors on most of the design. And then the trim along the button line and collar is a black and white uh, spiral just out of nowhere. Right. And then there's also this ugly like burnt gold color. Yeah. It's, it's truly hideous because it's a statement. It's a statement blouse, and anytime Allison tries to make a statement with her clothing, she fails miserably. Well, it's also like I love thinking of her going to like whatever dress barn, wherever Talbots, wherever she shops, seeing that blouse and being like, ooh, like that stood out to her. She's like, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, like, why would she buy this? Allison is the queen of trying to serve but never serving. Yeah. Poor Allison. I know. I feel, I almost feel bad about it. Yeah. Cause she really, cause you can tell when she's like, this is going to wow people at the office. She like enters the office waiting for people to say something and no one does. No, but they talk about it <laughs> behind her back yeah. in the bathroom. Like, what is she wearing? And none of her friends help her. No. Jane needs to help her more. Seriously. So Amanda tells Allison they have a, they're trying to get a new account with this computer guy named Steve McMillan. He's like the Steve Jobs yes, in the Melrose Place universe. And Allison has been tasked with giving a presentation at his ranch estate yeah. in Santa Paula, which is kind of by Ojai. Yes. So it's north of Los Angeles. So it's a little bit of a drive. It's a drive. It's before Santa Barbara, but it's, it's going to be like an hour north. Depending on traffic. Depending on traffic yeah. and depending on Betsy. Yeah. Which we know is not well, reliable. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matt goes over to Katya's house and they're like packing up to go to Russia. Now, this was very manipulative on Nikki's part because when Matt walks in, she's like, Mommy's sad. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, like Ma- mommy's sad, and I have to say goodbye to all my friends. Do Matt- you- <laughs> Don't do this to Matt. Matt cannot handle this information like a reasonable person. This yeah. will send him over the edge. And it does. Yeah. So <laughs> Matt says something that is so Matt and mm. so, ugh, it's just so Matt. He goes, I've been so selfish. Ugh, I died. Matt. 
You are not ever selfish, Matt. In fact, you should be more selfish. Like it's healthy. Yeah. He, he's somebody, he's not that kind of person who like only does self care and is completely (laughs) self absorbed. He's like the opposite of that where he actually really does need to do self-care sometimes. Yes, he's who self-care was made for. Yes. It's like always the people who do nothing but self-care who was like, yeah, I should be taking... It's like, no, this is directed at people who don't do anything for themselves, like Matt, right? not you. <laughs> or not like people like me who think, mm, I, I deserve a little treat. Yes. As if I don't regularly yes. like get a little treat. Absolutely. But Matt truly needs to work through this with a therapist. I, I actually thought to myself, I was like, I hope Rachel screen grabbed when he said, I help people. That's what I do. I did. <laughs> I, I did. was like cooking while I was watching and I was like, I can't stop to, to do this now. I'm, but it was like, this is the most Matt line ever yeah. and can never be replicated. This is actually his character description. <laughs> like, okay. I didn't get that, but I did get this is just me wanting something good for you. I'll marry you, Katya, if you still want me to. As if she would say no. She's thrilled that Matt has agreed to marry her. And so is Nikki. Yeah. At the hospital, we cut to Michael congratulating Matt on his upcoming nuptials. And he's giggling. He's, he's literally cracking up. <laughs> Like that cut is just Michael laughing. Like he's still on, you're gay. You're marrying a woman. Like, it's just like, Michael, that's not why, like, it's nothing funny about this. Like it's actually sad. It's actually really sad. And, and he's just like, Oh, congratulations, dude. Don't come to me for marriage advice. (laughs) Like he's just like a lunatic. And then he's like, Hey, but make sure Matt, Make sure you get the cash up front. You got to make a profit. And Matt's like, Michael, it's not about the money. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this to help a friend. Yeah. In fact, I'm not taking the money even. Like, yeah. I, th- I think he should take the money only because this is an inconvenience for him. Right. Like truly. like He should take at least one payment from her. Right. For expenses, right? Like, Yeah. Because you get the feeling Matt's going to pay for <laughs> the wedding certificate. <laughs> And like all of that stuff. Yeah, at the very least, Katya should pay for their reception. Right. I bet Matt paid for that. I think so too. So it's like she should pay for all expenses related to the wedding, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, By the way, they're getting married tomorrow. Oh, yeah. This is like the fastest wedding. Yeah. They're going down to the courthouse. They're going to get married and they're going to have a reception at Tolsky's. On Third Street. Now, I don't know if Tolsky's was a real restaurant on Third Street, but it does sound like they just picked a Russian sounding name. I like that that's the one they picked. They're like, we're going with Tolsky's. <laughs> like, like I, I wish there was a good Ru- Russian restaurant in there, LA. Is there? Yeah. If you go to the Russian district in West Hollywood, there's a bakery I used to go to there. Um, oh. It's, but there are, I haven't been to any other restaurants there, but they do have a few. I Some like of them that. are more highly rated than others. Right. Um, but, but there is a very small like neighborhood in West Hollywood that's like a, a big Russian community. Right. There's more in New York that I remember going to for sure. Right. Um, and San Francisco yeah. used to have a great bakery that I went to as a kid. 
doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It got it got moved out by the tech bros. Ugh. It's like a tragedy. Yeah. I can't even get into it. So Michael can't make it to the reception because he's going up north for a seminar with Kimberly. He like slaps Matt on the back. He's like, well, have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but in the very next scene, Kimberly tells Michael that Dr. Levin wanted to let him know that he actually has to stay behind and do rounds. He's got work for Michael. Right. For this seminar, which seems like it's part seminar, part like socializing, because it's like dinner at a fancy restaurant, cocktail hour, et cetera. And clearly up north means San Francisco because they keep mentioning the wharf. Oh, right. That's where the cocktails are, on the wharf. Sure. (laughs) Um, Michael's really pissed he can't go and then he has to stay in LA and work, especially because... Kimberly's talking about their San Francisco trip with one of their colleagues, this guy, Fred, who's like, cannot wait to take Kimberly out to dinner. Yeah. And And, and Michael's jealous. He's super jealous. And Kimberly is like, oh, are you jealous, Michael? Because after Fred leaves the room, Michael's like, oh, you're going to go up there with Fred? Yeah. Work trip. Uh Michael is so, so jealous. Like it turns on in a second and you can see it on his face. Because it's all projection with yes. Michael because he's, he's the cheater in this oh, equation. Totally. He's, he's already moving on to the next girl. Yeah. What can he do? <laughs> <laughs> that night, Allison is still at D&D. No one else is in the office except for her and Billy This is another, Allison, I mean, Amanda loves doing this to Allison where she just keeps her in that office. But I will say, under these circumstances, Amanda is correct. Allison has to read all this material in order to make this presentation. And of course, she's like, this is four days of reading. It's like, it looks like a few stacks of books. (laughs) Allison doesn't seem that intense. But why is Billy in the office playing hacky sack while um, she is trying to work? Once again... He is aggressively playing hacky sack. I was so... I was enraged watching this. Because it's like, she's trying to work. Why are you even fucking there? He's being so distracting. And he's doing that thing where Allison's like, Billy, I have to work. And he's like, no, I want to stay. I can help. What about us? (laughs) Just like... And then he's like, how about we go have sex on Amanda's desk? Let's do it in Amanda's office. Like That'll get you back true, in the good graces. deranged behavior. He's also like, just wing it. That's what I do. It's like, yeah, we know you're a loser, Billy. Like, right. You always wing it. You only got the job at Escapade because you're hot. Yeah. And it's like, it, manage, it works out for you. But it never works out for Allison. We have seen this over and over again. And she's still on thin ice. Yeah. So she's like, Billy, I have to work. And he's like, okay, I'll stay and help you. How is he going to help? I mean, it's just, I I was infuriated in this scene. He's like, I use a computer to type. He's just so irritating. At Melrose Place, it's nighttime still. And Jake is swimming in the pool. He's doing some like... Laps. Laps. And Amanda crouches down and she goes, looks inviting. And Jake goes, (laughs) and Jake goes, come on in. And she says, not tonight. And she starts to walk away and then she turns around and she says, 
You've got a smooth stroke. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> Remember when you had to jerk off the other night when I rejected you? <laughs> I noticed that stroke. <laughs> Amanda tells Jake she just wasn't ready the other night to go all the or to hook up with him. Yeah. And and he's like, Well, what about now? You wanna fuck now with my pool dick? <laughs> yeah. Smells like chlorine. I'll, pl- I'll take the plunge with my chlorine dick. <laughs> and she backs off and he's irritated. And then she's like, I don't play games, Jake. Does she, does she not play games? She we does. <laughs> she does. And Jake is irritated. He's like, if I wanted a conversation, I'd call a 900 number. And I, he'll probably do that. <laughs> After Once again, Amanda gets him hard. He's been, he's been rejected again. The next morning... Jane is heading off to work when she sees Sydney is upstairs moving shit into an apartment, into a new apartment. Mm. Like she's the latest resident of Melrose Place. And Amanda's like helping her. She's not helping, but she's like there conferring with Sydney. And Jane calls up and she's like, Amanda, she doesn't have any money and she doesn't even have a job. Yeah, Jane, Jane coming in. She doesn't have a job. Like, what are you doing? It's like calling her out in front of the uh, manager of the building or the owner of the building. Yeah. Was brutal. And she's also, she's like moving in the mattress from the laundry room that was Michael and Jane's that I guess Jane threw out after and, the divorce. And that was such a, um, like, yes, Sydney has no money and she needs a free mattress, but it also was like, she liked that it was this extra dig on Jane. She's like, I'm going to be sleeping on the mattress that you and Michael fucked on. Yeah, I'm going to fuck Michael in your marital bed at some point. <laughs> like, and Amanda doesn't give a shit about any of this. She basically tells Jane, she's like, I don't give a shit about your sibling rivalry. Yeah. I don't care. She's Jane. She can't discriminate. She has. There's laws about that. <laughs> Amanda, I think, invented I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. Like she embodies that mentality so hard. And she's very like unswayed by people wanting people to like her. She Do you doesn't know what I mean? care. She does not care. And that's kind of a shocking person to deal with because all of us to some extent usually want to look like nice person or whatever. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So she just doesn't at all. Like, she has no, um, yeah, she doesn't care. She genuinely doesn't care what people think about her. Yeah. At the ranch in Santa Paula, we see Parker Stevenson riding a horse. Not very well. It looks like a bucking bronco. Yeah. And Allison is pulling up in Betsy. Okay. She's driving like an absolute lunatic in this scene. Okay. So this is why the horse was (laughs) freaking out. Because she's like... Practically running them over. Yeah. I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> like, what? it was crazy to me. Like, it, like, she had no control of her car pulling up on this dirt road. And she stops the car and she asks Parker Stevenson where this house is. Because she's looking for this ranch house to meet with Steve McMillan, the computer guy. Yeah. And Parker Stevenson is like, it's, it's up there. Yeah. On that road, just drive up a little further. And so she pulls up to the house and she asks some other dude, some ranch hand, 
for Steve. And surprise, it's the guy on the horse, Parker Stevenson. Yeah, we all saw that coming. Yes. And Allison, of course, is mortified. Yeah, because it's the guy she almost ran over. And that she didn't recognize him. She was driving that car like it was out of control. It's <laughs> like, I've never seen anyone drive like that before. Um, he's nice enough. They, he's like, oh, and this isn't the main house. This is like my guest house. And it's like this huge fucking house. It's a huge mansion. And he's like, oh, this is the entry house. Like, yeah, this isn't okay. even where I sleep. Uh, also, so we find out before too, that this guy's a meeting whore. Yeah. Like he takes a lot of meetings, but never books the agency for anything. So this is going to be a challenge and it's a huge long shot that Allison is going to get this account. Yeah. Um, so Allison gives her presentation outside in Steve's garden. And when she finishes, he's like, well, it's a very good proposal, but it's not what I'm looking for. And she's devastated. Yeah. So... The next scene, we see Allison driving out of the ranch in Betsy, and she is ranting and raving in her car. She's like, God damn it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> she's berating herself. Uh. She's like, um, <laughs> she's like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. Yes. When he's in the car, like, you idiot. You idiot. You said, you said this about the microchip? God, yeah. it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> And she's so mad that she loses control of Betsy and crashes through a wooden gate on the property. I was so confused. Did her brakes give out? I don't or know. Or like no one knows, but apparently to get to this house, this huge mansion, it's like you're driving in the dirt road. That's not even really a road. You're just driving in dirt to get to this uh, mansion. This guy's clearly a billionaire. You would think he would have a paved entrance to his house. Right. And it's just like she's in tr- amongst trees, just driving on the dirt. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. And so she crashes into this gate and breaks it. And then Betsy starts smoking. And she's like, Ugh. how does she still have this fucking car? It's crazy. Get a different car already. Um, so Allison has to get out of the car and she starts hiking up back up to the property. Yeah. So that she can call for help or whatever. Be more humiliated. Anyway, this is a good place to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At the courthouse, 
Matt and Katya are about to get married, and Nikki's there. She's wearing a little floral dress, and she starts talking to Matt as they like wait to be called in yes. by the officiant, the judge or whatever. And she's like, do you love mommy? Yeah. And Matt's like, mm, you could say that. <laughs> he's not being very convincing. He's not very convincing, but he's trying to like not lie. But, <laughs> but it's very deceptive. Yeah, he's really just does not want to lie to this little girl. And she asks him if that's why people get married. And he's like, you know, there's lots of different kinds of love. He's trying to explain to her why he's marrying her mom. Why can't they just tell her the truth? Right. Like, I don't get why they have to pretend like they're really in love or something to her. Maybe they're afraid she would spill the beans to the immigration guy. I guess that's true. But it seems still like kind of like deceptive to her. Yeah. You know? Um, she's got all kinds of questions and he tells her, he's like, well, we're doing this so you can have a good life. Katya comes out, she's wearing a white skirt suit and matching hat and they get married and everyone's happy and they hug. That's it. That's, that's the scene. I just wrote Matt wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the ranch, it's nighttime and Allison's still there. Yeah. And she's walking around with Steve McMillan, and she's like, sorry about your fence. I mean, she's lucky she's at a place that has, like, an 18-room house, so she can just stay there, I guess. Yeah, and, like, a whole staff. Yeah. And burly men. She literally has the pit crew from Drag Race living there, and then they know how to fix her car. Yes. Yeah. So she's... She's there. They're sitting by the pool at a patio table, and Allison's like humiliated about the presentation. And she tells Steve, she's like, I blew it. Steve, I blew it. And and he's and she's like, it would have helped if I knew anything about computers. And Steve is like, Well, if I knew what I was looking for, I'd tell you. Classic, like annoying client. Yeah. Like, they don't know what they want, but they want you to just find it for them. And they're like, that's what I want. (laughs) Like, without any input. Yeah. So it becomes impossible. Oh, yeah. It becomes impossible for anyone to give them what they want because they don't know. Yeah. Um, Then Allison's still talking about computers, and she says, I just let my computer do my thinking for me. I buy it. I buy it too. I mean, I do that. But this is clearly leading to Steve McMillan because he kind of gets, he kind of has a little wry smile on his face when she says that. I mean, from the get go, he seems interested in Allison. Yes. Like, even when he rejects her, there's sort of, like you said, the wry smile going on the whole time she's having the presentation. He's a weirdo. Um, yeah. I mean, he's nice, but I do remember the storyline, and he is kind of a weirdo. I buy he's a weirdo. But it does fit the character really well. I think it fits the character, and he's really good in this role, Parker Stevenson. Yeah, he nails it. Yeah, it's perfect, because it's like, he is weird, but he is charming yes. at the same time. Yes. Or you're interest, it's in, he's interesting. He's, uh, he doesn't seem, he doesn't come off as creepy. Because he is genuine he's just weird he's a genuine weirdo yeah 
And it's like, it makes sense based on his career. Like he's that type of computer nerd who was probably always isolated and not really social. Right. uh, And is connect and finds connections to someone he thinks is down to earth. And he later tells her that he struggled to have long-term relationships because he's just the thing he's the best at is focusing on his work. Yeah. At Tolsky's, the, rece- <laughs> the reception dinner is in full swing, except Allison isn't there because she's stuck in Santa Paula at the ranch. And we hear Amanda say, it's too bad Allison didn't get the account. At least it would be some kind of consolation that she's stuck up there. <laughs> yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> Jane and Robert arrive, and she locks eyes with Sydney, who's sitting there at the reception, and she just glares at her. And she introduces Robert to every single person except Sydney. Except Sydney. And then Sydney, of course. She's, She's like, like hi, <laughs> I'm Jane's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Katya and Nikki arrive, and then some random Russian guy at the restaurant barges in, and he's like, a wedding. Oh, yeah. we celebrate. <laughs> Drinks on the house. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, Nozdrovia. And they all start chugging vodka. Yeah, including Every, Amanda. Everyone's doing shots. And this is very accurate because I've done a ton of vodka shots with Russian people <laughs> in my lifetime. Yeah. They love, the, they love ice cold vodka shots. When I was in Russia as a teen, vodka literally came to the table before the water. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I've gotten so drunk with Russian people. I was drunk the entire <laughs> time I was there. Like I was I did not draw a sober breath. No, it is crazy. I had it's a blast. All, the vodka is always out. <laughs> it's wild and it's ice cold. It's it was ice cold and delicious. And when you're drinking it, you you drink it fast. It goes down smooth. It's just, <laughs> the thing about good Russian vodka. You're right. It does go down very smooth. Yeah, that's why you can drink a lot of it. Yeah, and I was so drunk both experiences at, at a restaurant. No, one was uh, family, like distant sort of family members. Uh, who were in town when I lived in New York and one was at a Seder. Right. Where it was, I think I've told the story where I had taken back um, pain medicine. Oh, Jesus. And then got wasted on vodka shots and I was like the life of the Seder. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Um, Russian music plays. Everyone's getting crunk. Even Amanda's. Getting wasted. This scene went on an awfully long time where it was basically just them socializing. Yeah. Like we were like, look at them all having fun drinking. Everyone was having fun. Jake pulls Amanda onto the dance floor and Joe says, I think Amanda should drive herself home because <laughs> she's so drunk. She says, I think Amanda should drive herself home right yeah. into a brick wall. Yeah. Joe's... Uh, not happy. That was Joe's one line in this episode. Yeah, you're right. And it's a good one. Michael arrives to the party very late with a gift and he's like, hey guys. Okay. Did Michael seem like he was already drunk when he got got there? Yeah, he probably was. He seemed wasted. He had three rolling rocks, <laughs> wrapped something already in his house as a gift, <laughs> rolled on in. Yeah. Purely to cause trouble. He went there 
to stir shit. He immediately confronts Robert and Jane when he gets there. He like bypasses Nikki or Matt and Katya. Right. He's he, not there for them. He is not there for them. You know, he's sitting in his beach house earlier. Like, well, if I have to go to this stupid fucking party, I might as well cause a scene. Right. And Matt is immediately tense. Oh God. Like, I thought, uh, Michael, I thought you weren't coming. Like, <laughs> He doesn't want Michael to be there. Michael storms up to Robert and Jane and he's like, oh, <laughs> is this the, the lawyer who took all my money? Yeah. Oh, Jane. Wow, what a deal this guy got. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking my wife. He's and I guess this is how you pay for the legal fees, yeah. Jane. Yeah. He accuses Jane of fucking the lawyer to pay for the fees. And honestly, who cares if who she did? <laughs> gives a shit, Michael? Jane smacks Michael in the face. Mm. Michael loves it. Mm. He loves a smack. Because the attention is all on him now. This isn't about Matt and Katya. He literally ruined their wedding party. Yeah. But to him, he's like, this is a joke anyway. It's yeah. not real. It's not a real wedding. He's a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, break it up, break it up. Yeah. And Sydney pulls Michael aside and she's like, Michael, I don't think you should be driving. I think. You, do you want some company? Do you want me to like be there to talk to you? Sydney is always uh, there for Michael. She's always, <laughs> she's always looking for an opportunity. She's always scheming. And S- Michael's like, oh, Sid, I got enough problems. And mm. he leaves. He's not the half of it. He, does, he doesn't have enough problems yet. He's about to have more problems. <laughs> Back at Melrose Place... Jake and Amanda stumble home drunk. I mean, Amanda's really the drunk one here. Jake like might be a little bit tipsy, but Amanda's gone. Right, because I think Jake drove home. He drove I mean, home. Amanda's very drunk. This is a nice little moment for Heather Locklear as an actress because she doesn't have to pay, play the bitch. She can be like the little cute drunk girl. Yeah, she's being like very friendly and they... St- they start making out when they get into her apartment and Jake carries her onto the couch and she's all horny all of a sudden because she's drunk. Yeah, now she's accusing Jake of being the tease. Yeah. She wants it. Because Jake doesn't want to hook up with her because he's like, you're too drunk. And she's like, oh, I guess Mm. you're the tease. Yeah, and Jake, an early proponent of no gray area consent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is ahead of his time. He he leaves, and she's disappointed. Yeah, at the beach house, Sydney shows up. How did she get there? No one knows how Sydney gets around. She has a, a witch's broom. Like I have no idea because she's constantly going to the beach as if it's nothing from West Hollywood. We know she doesn't have a car, right? right. She doesn't. Uh, and no, she just pops up. Even though Michael told her he didn't want company, she knows. She knows he really does. And she also knows that Kimberly's out of town. So this is a perfect opportunity for her to pounce on him. Oh, she's not wasting any time. She shows up and she's like, Michael, I was worried about you. And then she starts telling him about how Jane kicked her out. But it's okay because she has a new place. She's living upstairs in apartment number seven. But... She really needs a co a co-signer for the lease. Amanda wants her to have a co-signer. So she's asking Michael. And Michael, <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. The wheels start turning in Michael's head, and he says, Oh, 
So I gathered Jane is pretty upset about this. (laughs) And Sydney's like, oh, yeah, she's really mad. And he's like, give me those. And he immediately signs. Where do I sign? Yeah, he he immediately signs these papers. Uh, I love he's the best actor at showing the wheels turning of anyone I've ever seen. He's so good. Um, He turns around to the fridge to grab them some beers. And when he turns back around, Sydney's gone. And he's like, Sid? And we hear her say, I'm in here. I like how um, he went from like, not tonight, Sydney, to immediately like, let's hang out. Let's have some beers. Because he knows now the most important thing to do is to do anything that'll make Jane mad. Yeah. So that's overridden any shred of decency. Oh, totally. Like any any fear he has about Kimberly finding out that she's hanging out at the beach no. house. Now alone. Sydney is the perfect person to make things because she's over Kimberly. She that doesn't make her mad anymore. No. Yeah. Um so he follows Sydney into the bedroom and she undoes her blouse and they start kissing. And then he pushes her onto the bed. The smile he makes, though, before oh. he kisses her oh, and God. while he's kissing her, it's just so sick. It's deranged. Because he's, he's definitely like, <laughs> he's just so, I can't with him sometimes. Because it's motivated by horniness, but also by deviousness. It's deviousness and it's also like... If there's something about him where he's like, wow, like ladies just can't resist the old, like Michael Mancini. Like, yeah, they gotta get it. He's so, what can I do? He's so proud of himself. The next day, Allison has finally returned home. She's still wearing that blue suit that she yeah. was wearing at Steve's. I was mm. shocked that she didn't immediately get into the shower. That no. would be the first thing I did when I well, got home. Because she's been in the dirt. She's been in the dirt. She slept in that blue skirt suit. Because he does seem like the type who would have clothes for people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at least like a... Or he'd send a servant to go get one. He'd have like a, a branded CompuServe <laughs> turtleneck yeah. He'd have for some her. swag. <laughs> he'd have some swag for her to wear home. Um, no, but she's still in this funky ass suit. Imagine sleeping in a suit. A skirt suit <laughs> looks so uncomfortable, and she crawls into bed with Billy. Like she kisses him awake, and she's like, "I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about how badly I blew it." And then Ugh. she says she's dreading Amanda's "I told you so" look. And then Billy doesn't even react to this. He's like, "I missed you. I miss you, Allison." <laughs> <laughs> What I there I, I the thing I can't get with this relationship is like they're acting it's been a while now and they're still acting like the throes of when you first are dating someone. Yeah. It's like, but you guys have been together so long as friends living together. It's like, why are you still acting this way? Like it's, it's too much. It's, and it's also one sided. Yeah. It's really funny. At the beach house, Michael's alarm goes off and he wakes up and he just looks wrecked. Oh, he looks, he's like, first of all, imagine waking up hungover on that garish bedspread seat. <laughs> like it is headache inducing. It's one of the worst bedspreads on this series. Oh, totally. 
He looks outside the window where Sydney is frolicking on the she, sand. She's literally just jumping around on the beach, just as happy as a clam. Like she did it. She fucked her sister's ex-husband. This is truly the best day of her life. And she's wearing his shirt. Of course. She's wearing his shirt. He comes out onto the beach in sweatpants and no shirt. It's like, once again, this is a man who rents a house with a private beach as his backyard. This was his most Guido moment coming out (laughs) (laughs) to the beach with no top and his hairy chest and like loose sweatpants. You know, there's no underwear. So his dick's flopping around in them. Honestly, it was a hot look. It's, it is a hot, like it is a hot look for sure. Yeah. I like it. The only thing missing was his gold necklace with the Italian horn on it. Right. (laughs) That's It it. It was a hot look. She tackles Michael and starts kissing him. And she's like, Michael, I'm so happy. And she's telling him that she's thought he was hot since the day she met him and that she's always wanted to get with him. It was, it was her dream to fuck him. Right. She's like, when Jane brought you home, I thought, this is the most gorgeous guy I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, where do you live? <laughs> she, Michael's basking in this, though. Oh my god! He he kind of like protests, but not really. He's like, like, "Oh, Sid, come on, the most gorgeous guy." Like, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> tell me more, Sid. <sighs> and, he, and she's she's she wants to stay over, and he's like, "You can't stay." And and she's like, "But I thought Kimberly wasn't getting back till Sunday." And and she really wants to stay. And he doesn't want her to stay any more days. But she starts kissing him, and he's like, "Okay," because well, and she's like. She's like, how, you know, how was, she wants to know how she was last night. And she's like, was I too aggressive? Yeah. And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine how out of control she was during that sex? Oh God. She She, gave it her all. She pulled out every move. Right. Because she talks about her fantasies about Michael and he's like, yeah, you proved it. You proved it last night. (laughs) She's been waiting for this for 10 years. And I feel like she had to because now the sex is too good for Michael to stop because he likes that sex, like really hot sex. Yes. And the only way he can get it is if it's an affair, I think. Yes. it has that danger element and forbidden element right. that he needs now. Because now things have relatively cooled off with Kimberly because he's officially divorced. And they're in a relationship. And they live together. Yeah. And... They're doing normal relationship stuff now. Oh, it's like day-to-day. It's like day-to-day stuff. So it's kind of boring for him now, I think. Like he has to he has to um, go get groceries sometimes, and that makes his boner go away. Oh, totally. Um, Remember the marinara? <laughs> he's like, I don't want to go back to the grocery store. Um, at D&D, Steve... Steve is there. He drove down from Santa Paula and he's in, he's in Amanda's office talking to her. And we learn that he's agreed to come on board with D&D. Yeah, he's going for it. And he he tells he tells Allison that he loves her let your computer do your thinking for you idea. Yeah, that inspired him. So if Betsy didn't break down, she might not have got she wouldn't have gotten the account. So Betsy did one good thing. She did one good thing in the show. He also wants Allison to be his liaison. So he wants to work personally with Allison on this account. 
And Amanda tells Allison congratulations, and she's actually pretty genuine in this scene. There's like no backhanded compliment. She's like, wow, like you've officially arrived, Allison. Right. Because Amanda is definitely like what's best for the company. Yes. So if Allison did it and she, she doesn't care, she's got other stuff to do. Allison is so happy. Yeah. This is a huge win for her. That night, Jake is doing bike stuff outside of the complex. He's like, mm. looks like he's fixing his bike. I don't know what he's, he's doing. A, he's a grease monkey. They just told him, they're like, just fiddle with your bike in this scene. <laughs> Get that wrench and twist it around. You know, yeah. Look like you're cranking something. Just, just do something <laughs> with the bike. Amanda pulls up in her Porsche and she is like, Jake, did we fuck last night? Because she was so drunk. She doesn't remember what happened. And Jake, Jake waits a very long time to tell her. He no. lets her sweat a bit. He lets her sweat, which was such a weird tactic. He's like, what do you think happened? Yeah. Is your pussy sore? <laughs> And he finally tells her, we didn't have sex, but you wanted to. And she's furious. She blames it on the vodka. Well, it it was the vodka's fault, but (laughs) she wanted it. The next day, Jane is washing her cabriolet outside of Melrose Place, and Robert pulls up. And he tells her, he's like, Jane, I'm just, your husband's fucking psychopath. Yeah. This is really crazy, this whole situation, but I'm falling in love with you. Yes. And Jane is thrilled. I mean, this here's the thing. This relationship is way too soon for Jane. <laughs> like it's, it's happening very fast. It's too soon for anyone. Uh, and yeah, I'm surprised her friend I think her friends are so happy she's getting dick. Yeah. That they're just letting it happen. But it's like not the right thing for her. I think, yeah, her friends really want her to get dick, but they also realize the only way Jane will get herself dick is if it's dick she could fall in love with. Yeah. And um, Robert just is falling for her. At D&D, Steve gets a little personal with Allison. He's like, do you have a boyfriend or a husband? And she's like, I have a Billy I know. And she has to like build Billy up because he's like, she's like, what is she, what does he do? He's a writer. And it's like, is he, I mean, I know he has a job at a magazine now, but it's just kind of like, it was sad when she said that to me. She's like, he works at Escapade Magazine and Steve's like, oh, I think I've heard of them. Yeah. It's like that feeling, you, you could just tell Allison wanted to build him up more and there really wasn't much. Because how could Billy compete with this billionaire guy? Who's actually produced uh, things that have helped humanity. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Billy's investigative journalism. About the hotel. (laughs) Right. Um, About dog birthday parties. That's that's right. In Beverly Hills. So um, (laughs) she asks Steve, what about him? And he's like, tells her that he's single because he's too busy and focused on his work to have like a long lasting relationship at the hospital. An immigration agent shows up to meet with Matt and Katya and he's like going on and on. He's like, you won't believe how many people are running scams these days. Yeah. We, we get a little scene and we get this scene where Matt and Katya get a little nervous because he's asking where they're going to be living and Matt 
like he's like uh my place because they didn't put that on the form right and he's like this guy seems like he's suspicious of our relationship right so this is going to be the drama now of this storyline is that can Matt and Katya sell their relationship to the immigration agents yeah um Billy is wandering around D and D. No one's in the main office. Completely. No one was there. Why was, I was it deserted? Like, where, I honestly, at first second, I was like, "Where is he?" <laughs> like, I didn't know where he was initially, and I was like, "Oh, it's D and D." It was completely abandoned. He's just wandering around the main office. He's opening doors. He's just poking around. He's way too comfortable at this place of business, in <laughs> yeah. my opinion. Like, I agree. I would never. I, I don't know. Like I, that's he, just not normal. He's really comfortable there. He hears laughing coming out of an office and he sees Amanda and Steve talking and he's he kind of looks suspiciously. He's like Allison's laughing at another guy's jokes. She said she's working, but she's laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like well, of course <laughs> like what are they supposed to be serious the whole time? Like It's a client. She has to Laugh at his bad jokes, Billy. Or whatever you're working, you might have moments of like fun. Um, he, she comes out and is like, hi, Billy. And she's like, we're right in the middle of something. And then she tells him, can you, we're right in the middle of something. Can you go wait in the lobby? And I he laughed seems, out loud. I did too. Because <laughs> he seems genuinely like, like a dog who got kicked out of the house. Yeah. Can you go elsewhere? Like, go wait in the lobby. This is not your place of business. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. And Billy says to her, a computer nerd, huh? Looks a little hot to me. Like, he's not having it. At the beach house, Michael is showering, and Sydney's on the phone with her mom, and she's telling her mom how Jane doesn't have any money anymore because she spent it all on attorney fees. In the divorce. And she's like, this is so devious. She's like, I just, can you just send some money? But I don't want you to send it to Jane's apartment. Just send it to the same address, but this time send it to apartment seven. I don't want her to know. I don't want her to know she's getting help. Unbelievable. It's so unreal. Uh, Kimberly comes back early and Sydney freaks out. She hears her coming in. And so she starts hauling ass out of there. She's wearing one of Michael's polo shirts and a pair of his boxers. <laughs> yes. That's all she's wearing. And she manages to sneak out and like hop off the deck. We see her, we see like this side view of Kimberly entering and Sydney sneaking out at the same time, <laughs> like on the back of the deck. Yeah, she sneaks out before Kimberly can see her. And Michael, as he's coming out of the shower, Kimberly surprises him and he's like, Jesus Christ. And his eyes are like darting around. Yeah. He's like, we're, we're Sydney. He's like, no, Sydney's just as devious as you. She's on it. And Kimberly came back horny. Yeah. She wants to fuck. And Michael's like, oh, good thing I washed Sydney's pussy off my dick. Good, good thing, thing I took re- that shower. I recharged, ready to fuck again. Uh, they fall onto the bed and kiss. And we just see Sydney from the window prancing off. <laughs> Like she this is, was an unbelievable performance. She is prancing. This is like this is why Kimberly called her Shirley Temple. Yeah, because we see them fucking on the bed or whatever, making out in the background. Sydney like cocks her head and swings her purse <laughs> and just 
let's kind of skips off down the beach. She, Mission accomplished. <laughs> she's awfully happy and chipper for someone who's gonna have to get on a bus, an LA an LA bus wearing a man's polo shirt, boxers, no panties, no shoes. I don't think smelling like Badusi, <laughs> no shoes, completely tore up from the night before. Yeah, and sit on a bus for an hour and a half. This is why they don't get into the details of the travel. I would because we just need to think she's frolicking off on the beach, and, and that's the end of that. And she just magically teleports back home. No, yeah. this is crazy to me. That little segment of her frolicking on the beach was fucking hilarious, though. It was peak Sydney. That should be, that's like an Emmy winning moment for her. I don't know if anyone was nominated for an Emmy. I'm going to have to look at like the awards that Melrose Place won, if any, but I feel like Laura Layton should have won awards for this She's role. She's the only one I could see possibly being like nominated for a supporting performance. I truly doubt any nominations happened from Melrose Place, but I could see it if I would buy it. Yeah. Because uh, this this little moment frolicking on the beach was fucking hilarious because it was very child star. It was, yeah. And she totally sold it. It was totally, it was totally um, child star worthy. Anyway. Uh, oh, Heather Locklear was nominated for four Golden Globe Awards. Best Actress in a Television Series Drama for her role as Amanda Woodward on Melrose Place in 93, 94, 95, and 96. Laura Layton was nominated in 1995 for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. For for a Golden Globe? Yes. Okay, I wasn't counting Golden Globes. I was thinking Emmy. I don't think that that happened. But that's still a big deal that they were nominated for Golden Globes. But that's a more typical Golden Globe type nominee. They'll give it to more unusual shows that the Emmys won't, I think. That's true. Amanda Woodward was ranked number two in TV Guide's The Biggest TV Bitches, only behind Joan Collins as Alexis Carrington. Oh. That makes sense. Very true. Anyway, that's the show. We will be back soon with episode eight. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 